Charleston, South Carolina. It's Champagne Vaughn. Raise a glass. It's Champagne Vaughn here, the party people pleaser herself. And you're listening to the Sips and Sounds podcast, where I talk about the wine I'm sipping on and two artists you've been sleeping on. This podcast doesn't hold a genre loyalty, so you're going to hear me talk about all kinds of artists. And certainly there's no wine loyalty because you're going to hear me talking about all kinds of drink on this podcast. On this episode, we're talking about Insomnia, Cabernet Sauvignon, Gotti the Ghost, Ariana Grande. Grab a glass because you already know what's next. It's time. Pop, pop, pop a bottle. With Champagne Vaughn. I popped open a bottle of Insomnia Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm, mm, mm. Let me tell you about a little full body red, okay? I love me some of that. Before I go into this wine, though, it's only right. Okay, this is the second episode of Sips and Sounds podcast. You're probably wondering why the heck is she infusing wine and music? It's quite simple, really. That's what I like. I like wine. I like music. And we're going to talk about other drinks other than wine, too. But I just wanted to give a shout out real quick to the fact that I love talking about wine. I'm not the expert in wine, but I sure do like tasting wine. All right. And I want to expose more people to the kind of experience and journey that I'm on. So I got to shout out my food and bev peeps that really helped open up the door for my interest in wine. I got to shout out my people like JG Curry down in Savannah, Georgia. And we got Mike, we call him juice, uh, GM of coast bar and grill. He's the one who encouraged me to get, uh, Kevin Zrali. I think I said that right. Windows on the world, complete wine course. Thank you so much. Juice had some really cool one-on-ones with him on that. He even did a wine tasting at my wedding. So salute Shannon. I appreciate you GM down at 39 Rue de Jean in Charleston. That right there, that's my wine accountability partner. And because of her, I was able to meet a whole lot of new, uh, like wine reps and things like that. Like, uh, Tanya and you've got Avi out there. So I really, really appreciate being able to talk wine and learn a lot about wine. Christina Couture, big shout out to her um, down there. Uh, Victor Social Club and all that really helped me to understand more about wine and the intricacies of it and to help me, you know, do my own thing. So if you're a wine lover, This section of the podcast is for you. And you know, maybe you'll drink enough that you won't care that you're listening to the rest about the music. Now it all goes hand in hand. So let's get back into this Insomnia Cabernet Sauvignon. Let me walk you through this real quick. All right, so Insomnia. I tried to look up a little website, said there was an error, and that's the website that's on the back of the bottle. But this podcast is about positivity and uplifting whatever it is I'm talking about. So we went on over to Facebook. They got information there. So if you go to Insomnia Wines on Facebook, in their About section, I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit of that off. This is what they say. With an award-winning label, there's just no time to sleep. Whether you're an artist whose creative juices start flowing when the wine juices start flowing, okay, I can relate to that, or a musician who opens up to the world after the sun goes down all right or an entrepreneur who takes their lunch break at 7 p.m oh facts and needs the night to get things done we share your nocturnal love all right pretty dope I like that I like seeing the branding of the wines okay I'm gonna talk about the taste but I also like seeing how they brand the wines because that right there is a tricky thing there's a lot of wine in the world a lot of alcohol in the world you know and how are you gonna set yourself apart from everybody else all right so I popped open this bottle So let's pour up and uh, see what we get. So a lot of the notes that I'm getting right now, just from, from smelling the wine, 
almost wood like, like hickory ish, or just like that smoky, that smoky, smokiness of like a fresh burning fire, dark berries, like blackberries. And this probably is not the correct way to talk about what the wine smells like, but it reminds me of like the cloves that you put in a ham, like a Christmas ham or something. I think they're called cloves. Very, very rich on the nose. Now comes the fun part. Let's do a little sippy sip. That that's a little that's a little good. Okay, let me look at this bottle again. Insomnia. Okay, insomnia coming through. I gotta take another sip. I'm not lying. I'm enjoying the journey it's taking me on, and I'm already imagining what kind of meal I would have with this. The taste I'm getting is just kind of like almost cherry-like, like a nice ripe like cherry, like the perfect, like not not like a, a cherry that's kind of like too tough, or like that perfect kind of, it's not like a sweetness, but it's just like a natural kind of the best taste that the cherry can get. If you eat cherries, you know what I'm talking about. Like it's just there, there's that perfect timing. And that's exactly what I'm getting from this, this taste of wine right here. Insomnia Cabernet Sauvignon. All right. I'm rocking with it. Woo. Boy, it got me right. Okay. So now that we've got our wine poured up, we got something in our glasses. That means it's time for me to make a toast to a couple of artists that I feel like you might be sleeping on. Let's go! First up, we got Gotti the Ghost. I first heard about Gotti the Ghost from my god sister's husband, Joe. So good looking out, Joe. I was on the radio at the time at Z93 Jams running Chucktown Hit Factory, which is a show specifically for independent artists. I believe the record was called No Place Like Home. And it was it was nice. I liked it. I know that we definitely played it often. And it hit home, no pun intended, hit home very well with the listeners. So since then, I've run into Guy the Ghost and MGB. Uh, they've got um, pedigree records. So I have run into them on a few separate occasions, all of them being music related. So they were at an independent artist showcase that we did with Quiet King's Headphones. They're awesome. They are humble guys and they're really intense about their stuff. They are dedicated to the cause. So here's three reasons why I'm making a toast to Gotti the Ghost. Reason number one, the guy hustles hard. This music game is not easy, but I see Gotti intentionally putting one foot in front of the other with his music journey and I respect the hell out of that. Two, he weaves what he knows into his music. There's no faking it. This guy doesn't just talk about random, random things. You like that? Yeah. He doesn't talk about all these kind of random things. He talks about things that he knows. He grew up with the church. He grew up with all these kind of heartaches that he talks about, but also all these inspirations that he talks about. And it comes through the music. When you listen to Gotti talk about his music, you know that this guy is for real about what he's done. There's no faking the funk. Number three, he released his debut album, The Awakening, this year. I was able to speak with Gotti the Ghost and MGB uh, about a month or so ago, and they told me a little bit about the album, but they really shared some really cool insight. You got to check out this clip from the interview. This is Gotti the Ghost. Yeah, and I guess with this album right here, like, um, you know, uh, our first release was a, a joint EP, you know, No Place Like Home. Right, right. And then, you know, we dropped his album. And then uh, there was about a about a year, a year year and a half gap, and I dropped mine. So I I guess with with um especially with mine, it was just I wanted to make something that could make an impact. Like uh, I mean, at the at the end of the day, man, we this this is all for Charleston, man. It's Charleston hip hop. I feel like 
I feel like we have so much talent here. We got so much culture here, and I want to. I want us both to be. You know, ten years from now, I want a little kid to look at us and be like, "Yo, they were the guys that they might not have opened the door completely, but they were the ones that you know picked the lock." Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the rest, and then the mm-hmm. rest of us can come in. Mm. So with this, mm. with this album, you know, what I mean, I took the time. I really, I really studied. I'm like, man, if I if I do this album, I want to do something with a message. Uh, I want to do something that, uh, you know, you can pl- you can play uh, five years from now and it still f- sound fresh, or you can play it once all the way through. Yeah. And, and then the second time you play it, you might catch something that. Oh snap! I didn't catch that before. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it was just, it was just. I really took the time to make this album, and I'm really, really happy with the final product. You know. What I mean? So with that final product, what do you think this final product will contribute to the music scene? How will it contribute to the music scene? I, I think with what it'll do is, it'll tell trust and artists it's okay. It's okay to be us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's all right to not have to, you know, all, all respect due to Atlanta, uh, Houston, Miami. But take a look at, um, and, and this, and what I'm about to say is in no way criticizing Charleston scene because I love Charleston. Born and raised in Mount Pleasant on the east side. But it's, I feel like the reason why Charleston doesn't have an artist that went over the top yet mm-hmm. is because we're too busy trying to follow that sound in Atlanta. We're too busy trying to follow the sounds that are out that are out right now. Well, man, we could just be we could just be ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and and you know, um like I said, we got so much culture. You know, the get the Geechee, the way we talk. Like that's culture in itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like bro, if we take that and the most important thing is I made sure that with this album I connected with other artists that I respected. Mm. Um like, man, if we could all not just Charleston, but if South Carolina artists can come together, that's why I'm digging what they did with um, with uh, what, what was what was the album name uh, with the, well, where all them people came in on the on the the amethyst South, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm digging that. Like I feel like if we all just band together, you know what I'm saying, and team up and help each other out, no beef. Cause I I, I, I say on one of the records. I say on hometown joint. I say it don't matter if you sing rap or make beats. It's all for Charleston. Squash the beef and make peace. If we do that, we be next up mm. for real. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying. You have to rock with that kind of passion for the game and passion for the music industry, and not just the music industry internationally, but even right here in your own backyard. Salute to that man. Now, before I wrap up this toast for Gotti the Ghost, is there anyone else out there that has anything to add? Raise your glass now or forever hold your peace. Hi, my name is Joel. I'm from Florence, South Carolina. And why I like Gotti the Ghost is he's one of those artists that like to tell a story. Like, when you go and listen to his stuff, that's all you can tell from beginning to end. It's from whether he's going to church with his mama and his family, them, his granddaddy, all that. Like, you feel like you're a part of his life. And I respect that. I, I, that's the kind of artist that I listen to. And he's one of those people. Good on you, Joel. That's exactly the kind of energy I'm looking for. And that's exactly how you support artists around here. Without further ado, clink your glasses for Gotti the Ghost, MGB, and the whole Pedigree Records. Yes! Randy Watson! <laughs> that boy's good.
Coming up to bat, we've got Ariana Grande. Let's go! I love me some Ariana Grande. I don't care. Who knows? The girl is talented. Excuse me. The woman. The woman is talented. And we've seen her grow from this, this actress on Nickelodeon to this pop star. Actually, she was just recently kind of dubbed the princess of pop right now. She seriously has surpassed a lot of her counterparts and is really showing showing how to flex out there. Some people don't rock with Ariana Grande. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is me raising my glass and giving a toast. So let me tell you three things that I like about Ariana Grande. One, the style. Come on now. You can't tell me that this girl doesn't dress to impress and that she's just got this really cool, just umph about her that is just real kick ass. I enjoy watching Ariana Grande the way that they piece things together on her, their outfits, whether she's the one picking them out or whoever she's got um, in in the in the team that's doing that. Hey, kudos to y'all because you're making it happen. Even from the hairstyles to the to the makeup to the I mean, it's it's at this point in time, it's iconic. Like you see the ponytail, you know it's Ariana Grande, and some people think that it's just. It's just that easy to piece together something that people are going to be able to instantly recognize, but it's not easy. It's not easy, and her team has done it so effortlessly, so flawlessly. It is something to really clap your hands once or twice about. Slow clap it up for Ariana Grande. Number two, she can sing, duh. The pipes on this girl, oh man, come on. I, I Her voice is so majestic. It is It is beautiful. It is awesome. Ariana Grande's voice is soothing to me and yet powerful at the same time. And I rock with that heavy because she can actually sing. To be somebody who's considered to be a princess of pop and, uh, you know, a lot of people that I was, I was kind of polling, they say that they like her music like for her very first album versus kind of the pop stuff but to be able to still have the respect that people say well she can look come on she can she's got some pipes on her and that is something to be respected for that even though she may have shifted from what people originally liked her for one thing remains the same she can sing three is her personality I like how she just is goofy and she does things I know she she caught a lot of heat before for like what, licking like a donut or something like that. Everybody was in a huff, like they hated it and all that. But, you know, I've been around people who do dumb stuff like that. That's part of their personality. Like they just constantly, they just do funny, goofy things. And you either rock with it or you don't rock with it. But I like that she makes an attempt to actually show us what her personality is. At least that's what I feel. Yeah, everybody's got what happens behind closed doors and all the other kind of stuff. But None of y'all around here, or at least that I've seen around here, have been in that position where you have to try to be yourself, but also you're constantly being told what you should be by either your fans or your management team or whatever, anything of that nature. Us on our day-to-day, we deal with societal pressures, and then we turn that around and we try to force that onto the artist and say, well, you got to be this way. You got to do this. I like what it is that Ariana Grande shows us. You know, I... I like it. I'm always, I'm, I'm rooting for her. I like it. I haven't listened to every single album that she's had, but I'm going to tell you, I put that Ariana Grande playlist on. I'm feeling like I'm on top of the world. Okay. I'm working out. 
I feel like I am just that chick. I feel like I have the crown on my head. Love her song, God is a Woman. I know it's very mainstream, but I love that song. Like, yes, God is a woman and I am she. God is me and I am she. Okay, that is how I feel. And I love that song and I love the energy that she puts to it. So I got to raise a glass and I got to give this toast to Ariana Grande. But before I wrap it up, is there anyone else out there who has a toast for Ariana Grande? Raise your glass now or forever hold your peace. Hey, this is Sadia Matthews from the Welcome to Greendale podcast, where we examine uh, the cult classic in NBC's community. Um, I live here in Charleston, but I'm from New Jersey. I think I think one of the my favorite things about Ariana Grande is... Um, her style and how she pretty effectively like mixes it with her influences. So I think um, a lot of her influences come from like 90s um, women pop idols like J-Lo and and Britney. Um, But her style isn't anything like any of those people. She has like a very, um, I feel like angelic is like definitely not the word I want to use here. But it's the only thing that I can think because her her voice has like a, a purity to it, um, especially in like um, her higher range. Um, so like it, her style gives off like a very sweet vibe. And depending on the song that she's performing or writing or whatever, um, that style of sweetness either like mixes in perfectly with, with the music and it just becomes like this really pure, beautiful, raw song. Or she uses her style and she puts it in a song where they're like at odds with each other, where it's something like more poppy, more R&B-ish, more, um, for lack of a better word, um, like thoughty pop. Um, uh, and I feel like she's got a good control of, um, she's just got a very good handle on how she mixes those styles and how they can work together to produce something like pure or how they work against each other, how she just like breaks the the format of, of certain styles like pop and R&B by using like her sweet, pure voice. So I just kind of like her, not just because of her music, but her style of artistry is, um, it's something that I can kind of like connect with as an actress and also as a poet, because you can't, you can't really break a style or, um, you know, like master it unless you know it very well. And she clearly knows music very well, the way that she uh, formulates her music. Sadia, that was perfect. You have flawlessly broken down that, which is Ariana Grande. Without further ado, raise your glass. Mine is full of that insomnia Cabernet Savion. And let's have a toast to Ariana Grande. That wraps up another episode of the Sips and Sounds podcast. I hope that you enjoyed those two artists and I hope that you found a new wine that you can get acquainted with. Thank you for listening. And until next time, health, wealth, and wisdom to you all. Salute. Thank you for listening to the Sips and Sounds podcast. Expect new episodes every Tuesday available on Spotify and SoundCloud. Expect corresponding mixes available every Wednesday on SoundCloud. Search Sips and Sounds Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Access granted.